Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? Hey, how y'all doing? Hey. We've been here trying to fight, trying to see who's going to lead tonight. (laughs) So, hey, my name is Hank Meadows. Uh, I'm Pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I'm so glad you guys are here with me. I got my home slice right there hey, with me, Miss hey. Mona. What's happening? I got my man DJ Dan, the jelly bean over there. Yep. What's happening <laughs> with you? All right, we're in Revelation chapter two. What, are we on double speed and I didn't know it? Well, last week you laughed so much when you were doing double speed. <laughs> something else. That was really I just thought out. I would give you something in live wire. Not to mention, regardless, we run out of time no matter how quickly we start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. It's true. So, everybody good? Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Um, Dan has regaled us with the stories. I'm not going into it, Dan, but of, of how God has been. And it's just amazing how when God just, when God does something yep. that is obvious, yeah. God. Oh, absolutely. Yep. You know, yeah, God absolutely. does work behind the scenes a lot. He just, he he does this, he moves this, that. that. And then there's just sometimes mm-hmm. God says, oh, here you go. Right. Yeah. And he does the sound effect too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, in some ways he does because it's humbling a lot of times. Cause oh, yeah. You're like, oh yeah, I should have known you had it. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I, it's, I can't, well, I almost said it's one of my favorite songs. I can't say that. But every time I hear it, I'm like, ooh, I really like that song. Four days late, but right on time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You ever heard Absolutely. it? You're looking uh, at no, me. I can't say that I know that one. You've but, never but heard like Four Days Late, there. but right on oh. time. Oh. It, it's, it doesn't surprise me if you haven't heard it. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me if you haven't heard it. Okay, I want you at some point to go on YouTube and it's a Southern Gospel song. You yeah, that's why I said it doesn't surprise you me. You yeah. guys are not Southern Gospel-y. Oh. <laughs> nope, not going to do it. I'll, <laughs> not going to do it. All right. Not on here. I want to talk to y'all about something afterwards. Okay. Elevation worship. Okay. Just remind me of that. Okay. Okay. All right. We're we're in Revelation chapter two. Hey, we're still once again on the church of Thyatira because these two wanted to be on it again. <laughs> and um, then they walk in and they say, well, I don't know what we do. What we do, what we do. <laughs> these two being Mona and her best friend Mona. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be my home slice and the jelly bean. <laughs> and um, so I tell you what, Mona, why don't you just read whatever you want to? Because we're going to do whatever we want, just like Dan just said right. at the beginning. Yeah. We're, last time we, we were getting ready to get on air, and Dan goes, we're going to talk about all this. We're going to deal with the first verse. And I said, well, like last time, the last verse, yeah. or, uh, whatever. So, no, seriously, read, um, uh, I, I don't care what you want to Okay, read. so, I, well, I, I will say that the reason I said that we couldn't leave it was because um, he Jesus talks about how he gave Jezebel time to repent and others. So that's what I wanted to make sure that we hit. Okay. So I'll start there. That's where I was going to go right off the jump. See, that's how, why we work so well together. I that's right. All right. So I'm going to start in verse 21. I gave her, referring to Jezebel, time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her onto a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her I will throw into great tribulation, unless they repent of her works, and I will strike her children dead, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches mind and heart, 
and I will give to each of you according to your works. But to the rest of you in Thyatira who do not hold this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan, to you I say, I do not lay on you any other burden. Only hold fast what you have until I come. The one who conquers and who keeps my works until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron, as when earthen pots are broken in pieces. Even as I myself have received authority from my Father, and I will give him the morning star, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Maybe Dan should pray since Hank's laughing hysterically. There you go, Will. <clears throat> we're going to give Hank a moment. He is, he is disrupting the podcast as the, the host and leader of it. All right, let's let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for, for the opportunity to come to your word. And, and we thank you for the fact that we can, can spend three weeks on uh, a passage and not not run out of, of knowledge and, and useful things to, to pull out of it. it. It speaks to us. It is the living word. It is your word. And so we just pray today that that would be what happens, that your word would speak and that we would listen and share with our listeners. You just need to pray these things. Amen. 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 I don't have a clue what they're talking about me laughing. Anyway, <laughs> but what Dan prayed, I mean, Dan, you're right. You could spend a yeah. lot more in three weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, passage. absolutely. Right. Uh, my deal was just let's just, just move on to the church of Sardis. But anyway, give me your best definitions of repentance. Well, I mean, to. <laughs> Boy, if that wasn't a stutter, right out of the gate. If that wasn't a stutter for chop. Well, I mean, uh, right. Uh, Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> I mean, buddy, she was by the time right there, man. <laughs> my brain was moving faster than my mouth. Um, I mean, we know that the word repent in the Bible means to do to completely turn around and face the other way from your sin. In Drew Meadows' words, it's a one eighty, not a three sixty. Right. <laughs> See, and I wasn't going to say that because I knew I would say it wrong, <laughs> even though I know the truth, but I knew I would just say it wrong just because. <laughs> and so, right, so when we repent of our sin, then we're turning completely away from that and facing the other direction. How, do we, how does that occur? <laughs> how are both of you looking at me? What, what do you mean? Like, what do you I mean? mean how does that occur? What, do you, what, do, what happens in repentance? I mean, we're, so what you wanted to talk about really was uh, God gave her time to repent. Right. God gave her time to change her mind. God gave her time to figure out that she was going the wrong direction right. and that she needed to pull a you do it mm -hmm. and start going the other direction. Right. So what, what happens in that? What, what, what happens that, I mean, this is uh, talking about the deep things. Right, right. This is what happens that would make you do that. Right. Well, I think it starts with, confession, which is agreeing with God on your sin. And because if you don't start with that, if you don't agree with God on, on that he calls it sin, that it is sin, then you're not going to turn away from it. So it starts with that, with knowing that it's sin, agreeing with God that it's sin, and then knowing that you have to turn away from it, because if you don't turn away from it, you're just going to keep falling into it. And it's interesting. It starts with the acknowledgement of, of who you are, who God is, and in that sinfulness of your actions and and really the sinfulness of you that has led you to those actions right. so it's, it's an acknowledgement and then i love that you said that's the start of it so often we'll 
think that's the whole thing. Confession, and we say we've confessed it, but we forget about what what we just talked about—the turning around—and yeah. that's a right. huge, huge well, part of it. Is there repentance of without the turning around? Right. No. No, it's not. It, it's just saying, "Hey, I'm a sinner," <laughs> but yeah. by the way, I'm going to keep going that route. Yeah. First Thessalonians chapter one and verse nine says this for because this is the the best picture that I know biblically. When you want to really say what sin is and what repentance does and, mm-hmm. and how you get to it, I, I don't I don't know personally what I think is a better verse of it than this. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you, and how you mm-hmm. turn to God from idols, yes, to serve the living and true God. So translate it. They were they were going this way, and I, I'm making my hands going <laughs> one way. I know you can't see it. Pretend you can see. But it. They're, they're going this way or a, a, a certain way, mm-hmm. which is the way. Okay, well, let's just go this. Wide is the gate. Mm-hmm. Right. They were going toward the wide gate, mm-hmm. and then they heard the word of God. They understood and acknowledged the word of God, who He was, who they were, <laughs> and then they immediately turned. Yes. And started to walk toward mm-hmm. the narrow gate, which mm-hmm. is straight up the opposite way of the way the world's going. Because like it, lump it, live it, whatever, the world's going to hell. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what the Bible teaches. Ephesians chapter 2. Mm-hmm. I mean, period. Send this white boy throwing out scripture tonight. <laughs> I can confirm all accounts of that. <laughs> yes. I mean, but you know, that's what that's how it happens. So some people ask, why oh, this is good. Why am I not able to get rid of the sin in my mm. life? Because you've you never turned around yes. from your idol, and yes. because yes. that is an idol that you have. Mm-hmm. That's the reason when people get mad at me when I preach or whomever is teaching out of the Bible, mm-hmm. and somebody gets mad, you're not getting mad at me. You're getting mad at well, you may be mad at me that I punched your idol in the face <laughs> or that God punched it in the face. But when you get mad, what you're doing is whatever that topic was is the idol mm-hmm. in your life, and mm-hmm. people get mad when you deal with their idols. Right, right. And what we want to do so often is turn around and grab that one idol that we don't really want and drag it with us, and we can't. The, at that point, you've turned back around, you're going because back to the direction you're, you're, you're living. Yeah. still looking not Absolutely. forward, but you're right. living. And what, yeah. Paul, what does Paul say? I press forward right. on. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, we, we all fail. Right. I mean, we're even – so don't don't – don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Hey, you turn, like it says right here, you turn to God from idols. And although I'm turned, I'm still going to stumble. Right. I'm still going to fall. As as Tara Riddle has told that I said this at one point. I, <laughs> it depends on which way you're going when you fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm walking toward God, it doesn't mean I'm not going to stumble. I'm still going to stumble and I'm still going to fall. But the question is, do I get up or do I just lay there and mire because I'm so heartbroken that my idol got smacked? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Right. And, and as you were asking about, you know, how does that happen? I mean, some, there's actions that we have to take. It's not just a, it's not just a psychological turning Mm -hmm. away or an emotional turning away though there, there is that, but sometimes we have to physically walk away from people. Discipline ourselves. Right. And, you know, we might have to, to walk away from a group of friends because they keep dragging us into Mm -hmm. gossip or, you know, whatever. We might have to walk away from a group of friends because they keep dragging us to the bars, you know, what, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, or we might have to stop watching the t- TV shows and we might have to stop reading the books and might have to stop not watching the movies. And, and so, so there, 
when we say that we ha- we repent and we turn the other way and turn towards God away from that, that if our actions don't back that up, then we're not turning back to God. We're not turning away from those. Yeah. I mean, you may have emo- uh, emotionally turned right. for a few minutes, but you didn't spiritually turn. Right. Because, hey, you do, and, and then actions, it's, it is, it's a discipline. You have to discipline yourself not to do those sins. We, we right. read that throughout Scripture that it's, you have to discipline yourself. Right. And the only way you're going to do that is that with the acknowledgement uh, of that it's a sin and what sin does to your relationship with God. Then that's the only time that you see the damage it does and you're willing to turn away. Because if not, look, like you said, if, if for the short term sin wasn't fun or attractive, nobody would right. do it. Let's just be honest, man. Right. Don't act like it's not. See, that's yeah. what we get in trouble. We act mm-hmm. like sin is boring and sin is. Dude, all right, liar. <laughs> if it wasn't fun and if it wasn't pleasurable for a season, as right. the scripture right. says, I mean, even scripture says it's pleasurable for mm-hmm. a season. So don't come at me, yo. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't fun, why would we do it? We wouldn't yeah. fall into it, right? But it is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, it's only for a season. Yeah. So our job is to discipline. No ma- Remember, sin is not being tempted or or tried or or pulled. Right. That's not that's not sin. Right. You're gonna have that no matter who right. you are, where you are, no matter how godly you are. Even Jesus was tempted. tempted. Uh-huh. Just as we are. <laughs> the sin is when you say yes. So you have to discipline yourself. And I mean, look, let's just. All right, I'm going to be honest with you guys. You got to be honest. There's just certain things in my life that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Same. I agree. Are y'all saying there's yes. things I struggle no. with or are you talking about yourself? I said same. Mona and I were just talking about how. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so it, it's not easy. Yeah. And But when you practice it, Sunday sermon. Mm-hmm. When Good you, sermon. Thank you. When you, well, so my three points were this. This this one has stuck. Most of my sermons, I'm already on to the next one. (laughs) Here it is in Colossians chapter one. I'm going to give it to you real quick. You really want your life to change and you want to be what you call to be. You get the wisdom of God first. There's the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Then you begin to walk with God closer. Mm -hmm. There's your walk and your quiet time and all that. And then you begin to work for him. Mm -hmm. And the discipline becomes easier because now you have this encouraging Savior that's walking with you, encouraging you in all those points. Right. Right. Yes. And you... As you walk with God and as you talk to God and as you are filled with God and and his Holy Spirit becomes more vibrant, I don't want to say he fills you more because as I preach Sunday, you already have all of him right. in you. You cannot get in more because it's literally you are already filled with it. It's how much you let flow out. And the more you discipline yourself to let him shine through, the more encouraging and the more beneficial and the more powerful you can be in the kingdom of God because the power flows through you by the Holy Spirit. Yes, absolutely. And, and you... You hit on it perfectly right there. You know, a lot of times, we, like with anything, Did you hear that I was perfect. <laughs> we want we want to skip to the end, so we say, "Oh well, well, you know, for a few days I was really feeling, I was feeling great, and then I just can't hold it." Well, it's because you're not building the foundation. You're not in His Word. You're not in a relationship with Him. You're not talking with God, and so it it really is just an act. You're trying to jump forward to to that point where He's He's living through you and working through you. 
without really ever laying that foundation or having that discipline or any of that stuff. And so, of course, it's going to be temporary. Or just trying to do it on your own power. Yeah. Yeah, Which is what the whole new covenant, it's been a while since I've talked about that. The whole new covenant is all about that God, when God said he was setting up the new covenant, and part of that is that he gives us the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's that's why we have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And and since we have that Holy Spirit, then we have that power to walk away from this sin to, to, and it's, but we have to not try and do it on our own. We have to Absolutely. walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. And if, when we walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh, then we are able to, to conquer those sins, to get away from those sins, to turn away from those sins. You got it. Yeah. Keep going. No. <laughs> I'm just going to John. I mean, you go, then you go to John 14, but the helper, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So first off that he tells us is that he's a helper. Yes. Right. You're not expected to do it on your own. Is somebody that's going to help you in what you do. Right. And then when you have him, he says, listen, but if I go, and this is John 16, that was John 14 when he calls a helper. He also calls him helper in John 15. He says, I'm, but if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he's going to convict the world mm-hmm. concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin. Um, because we need to know those things. And he's then he goes on, he's going, he's going to guide you. He's called the spirit of truth. He's going to guide you. So not only does he, I don't know, I'm, my mind was going to hurt my mind. He convicts you of sin. He convicts you of righteousness. He convicts you of judgment, the things that are going to come. So he convicts you of that. But then he also guides you yes. into, oh, I'm about to put something it, together that you're going to flip out. <laughs> He's going to guide you into all the truth when you open yourself up, like Psalm 119 says, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me. When that's your heart's cry, he begins to teach you the truth. And so it, you, there is no cheat sheet to get the more of the Holy Spirit in you. It comes by discipline. Yes. And that's where we are, the church. We lack discipline. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I would say in willingness. Yeah. I mean, because, and which I I mean, I know that that makes sense. I would argue this. Though some are willing but to let to be the vessel, but they're not disciplined to let him be the vessel. It, true. So I know what you're saying, true. and you're right, and you're in, right. But I want to make sure people. True. But then you do have some that are willing, but they right. they're not willing to put in the time. Yes. So there you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yep. Right. Sorry. Oh, no. I, y'all ain't got no, me hyped up good. in here. <laughs> and I well, and I think I, part of the beauty of what is being to me when I was reading this. Um, the beauty of what Jesus is saying is I gave her time to repent. And when he's talking about the others who follow her, unless they repent. And so Jesus is just sitting there waiting for us to repent. Yeah. And he gives us every opportunity. Why to does he do that? Because he. Two in an episode? I love this. I got her stumped, man. Great. Or her mind was working faster than <laughs> her mouth. Well, I mean, why? Because he loves us, because he desires to be in relationship with us. He desires for us to become holy like he is holy. I'm not, I don't know, have any idea what answer you want me to say. So, <laughs> those are right. Those are absolutely <laughs> right. But there's a verse I'm throwing. You okay, know, so it. see, I can't come on, come on. Today. Go. I don't know. He desires <laughs> that all men. Well, he desires that all men should come to a saving knowledge of. Yes. There you go. And I just knew you were on it when you kept well, saying desires. Okay. I was. I said you were right. <laughs> Don't backhand me. I Y'all, was, she almost backhanded <laughs> me right there. No, I, was, I was on this side of believers. And so. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think Jezebel was a believer. No, I, no, I don't either. But I'm, <laughs> did you I, want you to see the face? I just, did you see the face? Was, I got the bug eyes. Was, this is why the, we don't do live video. I got the this bug is why eyes. we have to do live video. No, but you know, 
Drew and I did an episode on Goose Grace a while back um, about, you know. Hold on, time out. Of which we are very sad. The rest, Goose of Grace is no more. Rest in peace, Goose of Grace. But, <laughs> uh, but we, we were talking about, you know, this misconception of the gotcha God. Like, God's just waiting to catch you doing something, you know. And the this proves, you know, disproves that completely, which is the fact that he's long-suffering with us when he doesn't have to be. There's no reason for him to be other than he desires for us to come to him and to repent. I thought you were going to say something. Oh, go, go. Well, go, I was going to say, as Hank, and as Hank often says, let's remember, though, that he— is long suffering, but he is never. How do you say it? Forever, forever suffering. Yes, absolutely. That there will come a time when he will hold us account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that eventually our time to repent will come to an end, and there will no longer be an opportunity. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Keep going. No, I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm trying to find something. What are you trying to find? <laughs> Where in the? It's several places in the Old Testament, but I, I just don't. I can't put my hand on one of them right now, and I don't know why. <laughs> And you know when he's describing himself, he says, "I am long suffering." Mm-hmm. Right. He he describes himself as a consuming fire, but he also says, "I'm long suffering." Right. So you know, in the Old Testament, so many people want to say he's this mean, wrathful God, oh, and that absolutely. was an aspect of him. But at the same time, he described himself as long suffering, mm-hmm. gracious. And if one of you don't help well, me if, find it, well, and if you read the Old Testament, uh, that would and help. Read. Of, <laughs> I was say that's like success. <laughs> and read of the years of his long suffering with the people of Israel. So, um, yeah, then you would know that indeed yeah. he was. And that same thing reveals our sinfulness as far as every time we, we read that, we're like, oh, you know, I can wait till I'm on my deathbed and then I, you know, yeah. I can have quote unquote that, fun buddy. my whole life. And then, you know, no, it's like you said, it's not forever suffering. Right. You don't know when when that time is. Um, but he, you know, along with that long suffering, he is a just God. Yeah. And and this is the past, not exactly the one I was trying to find. Um in Deuteronomy chapter 4, you know, he's in verse 24, he says that he's a consuming fire, a jealous God. And so that's what most people think he is in the oh, New Testament. Right. But then just some seven verses later in verse 31, he says, for the Lord your God is a merciful God. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and they're like, which one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, you, you know, you go out to, is it evangelism or is it discipleship? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. But he, he, that's who he is. He's been, since before time, He's been both, mm-hmm. and it's it stems from his character. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, and I read the most beautiful thing about his character this week. Um, and and actually, so in here in Revelation, when he's talking about the Church of Thyatira, and he says to those. <laughs> To the rest of you who do not hold to this teaching, who have not learned what some call the deep things of Satan. And every time I have read that over the last few weeks that we've been talking about this, I think about the book that I'm trying to work through, which is very much more academic than my brain can handle, but it's called The Deep Things of God. And talking about the Trinity. And but so when I read that, I think, right, we need to make sure that we're not into the deep things of Satan, but into the deep things of God. But he's, Fred Sanders is the author, and he said, God's behavior flows from his character. When God does great and mighty things, his behavior is in accordance with his own character. And you could say the flip thing too. Mm -hmm. When God 
does his it executes his justice and his wrath it's because that's part of his character but as we have said many many times he never acts outside of any he can't he never sets aside part of his character it's it's all wrapped up in his holiness right it's like a big old enchilada that's mm-hmm. just got it all in there right i mean i know that's a weird way to put that but it is <laughs> right it's like this just huge thing that's all wrapped up and and none of it spills out because he always acts within his holiness can reflect love. It can reflect. I mean, to me, really, that is the domineering aspect mm-hmm. of God, holiness. Mm-hmm. From that, and people say, well, the Bible says God is love. Right. Well, he is love. Mm-hmm. He loves you so much, he's not going to let you sin. Right. Well, doesn't want you to sin, at least. And that and love I, can't be unholy because it's, it's within that It's wrapped that up in that yeah. enchilada. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that you— The whole enchilada, that's the title for this week's <laughs> oh. podcast. <laughs> That's very goose agree. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, I think that you have pointed out that, um, you know, what is it that they sing around in Revelation? What are the songs that they sing? Holy, holy, holy. holy, holy. Right. When Isaiah saw whomever right. he saw, whether it was God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Spirit, what were they saying? Holy, 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 holy right. is the Lord God Almighty. Right. They didn't, they didn't cry love, 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 and they didn't cry just, 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 and they didn't cry mercy, 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 right. although they could have. No, they they sang the one characteristic that encompasses everything mm-hmm. because he can be holy in judgment. He can be holy yes. in love. He can be holy in mercy. Yeah. He can be holy in justice. He can be holy in, in his providence. He can be holy in his sovereignty. Right. Everything, it's all flowing from this holiness, this purity that none of us would right. ever have. Right. So, yeah, when when he says, you know, that's such a God thing, and I hate to put it that way. Well, I don't hate to put it that way because it's true. That He says, I gave her time. Right, right. He gave Judas three years. Yes, <laughs> right. He let the brother eat with him. Right. Yeah. He chose him as one of his 12. Yeah. Now, he knew yep. that he was going to betray him, but he still said, I'm going to love on you. I'm going to love on you, and I'm going to treat you with dignity, and I'm going to treat you with love. I'm going to send you out to preach. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wash your feet. And he worked to get, why did he do it? So that Judas would come, and he knew all along he wouldn't because in his foreknowledge. But God never makes you. This is the sovereignty of God. Yeah. He can let you have the opportunity, but he never makes you. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Dan, you look like you wanted to question no, me it, there. It's, no, it, something just smacked me on the side of the head that is so obvious. But it was never she tried to backslap me just <laughs> but, a minute ago. But we're, I, it's not related to, the, to this episode, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off. We'll talk about that. Okay, after we talk it, about elevation worship. Uh, all right. So, I mean, God just, conti- he is such, he is gracious and long-suffering and merciful. And even to a woman named Jezebel, mm-hmm. who you know she got that name, right. whether it was a single woman or or, or a, a doctrine in that, whatever it was. I'm pretty sure, I feel like it was a woman. And then to the rest, and, and the deep things, I mean, several times, I have written down several places where it talks about the deep things of God. Mm. Yep. And there are some deep things of God. Yep. The book of Colossians I'm finding are some yes. of the deep things of God. Right. And, and and loving those things. But he says when you, and we talked about repentance, and I, this, my mind just, just fell on these three words. And so this is, I know we're almost out of time. We're 25, 26 minutes now. 27. Uh, you're a liar. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, here's the Christian life. Here's what you have to do. And it says it right there. I can't help. I put on my glasses. In verse 25, first three words, only hold fast. Yes. It's, it's, and that literally means, as I take it, man, it's one of those when you, it's like you're about to fall off a cliff and you're holding on to somebody's hand and you are gripping where you're ripping skin off as you slide down there. You hold fast. Let us run with endurance. Right. The ra- I've thrown out some scripture tonight, y'all. You have. <laughs> Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. <clears throat> Paul says, I have run my race. I have fought the good fight. Don't it, I, I'm here to tell you, and I've, I made a mistake in, in my early ministry. I would say, man, the Christian life is just not easy. No, I'm wrong. The Christian life is impossible. Absolutely. You need Jesus to live it through you. So it, we circle all the way back to if it's God's not empowering and, 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 and loving you, at the same point, I believe God by his mighty right hand, he's pushing us, but he's also encouraging us, and he's upholding us, and he's filling us, and then he's just empowering us and encouraging us. And he, The greatest cheerleader you have in your life is God. Right, because and, and, because again, I'm going to go back to that's what the, the new covenant is all about, that it's no longer up to us yeah. to do these things in order to have this relationship with God. It's no longer up to us. It is now, it's totally up to God, and, and God will do whatever he needs to do to keep you walking close to him. We're going to go a few minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Why can we do that? It's what Susan's saying Sunday and what you love so oh. much. Because we can enter in, the Holy of yes. Holies, the throne of yes. grace now. Yes. I'm just telling we can I mean, walk, I don't know if you right? saw I'm me. Gonna... I was over there. Did you see me Sunday looking like this huge baby? <laughs> I've heard you guys sing that song Wednesday night after, uh-huh. I mean, not Wednesday night, but Sunday night after yeah. Sunday night after Sunday night. And then we're sitting there on the front row and Susan Dawes begins to sing. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, brother, I don't, did you see me? Mm-hmm. I was weeping. I try not to look. So I, <laughs> because <laughs> I was, I was listening to the words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how we we don't need a priest, and I mean right. we don't need this. I mean, and and we can enter the holy of holies to the throne of grace, and we can meet with Jesus one on one. Oh my Lent, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Go on and read it, sister. Well, verse four, um, Hebrews four sixteen says, "Let us then, with confidence, with confidence." Draw near to the throne of grace. Not walking in like a banny rooster. No, draw near to the throne of grace, um, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need, right? And when we find ourselves in time of need, that's where we should find ourselves standing, is at the throne of grace. Oh, needling, I would say. Yeah, yes, (laughs) yes. But no, I know what you're saying. Right. Um, It's... You know that that I've I've quoted it a couple of weeks in a row now. I've got what I wish I could remember. It might have been Jerry Bridges. So many times, the truth of the matter is that Jesus went more willingly yeah. and joyfully to the cross mm. than we'll go to the throne of grace. Right? How it, sad is that? Right. Mm-hmm. And because his sacrifice, his torn flesh tore the veil, so that. There's nothing that separates us from God anymore. We can we have what Adam had. Right. Right. Do you think about it in that way? We have what Adam had. Right. 
we can walk with him and talk mm-hmm. with him. But here's the difference. We have it better. The Bible says that God came in the cool of the evening. We have it all day long. Yes. Well, and that's why Jesus said it's better for me to go. Yeah. Because, and people think, well, it would have been so much easier to be there mm. when Jesus was on the earth and walk with Jesus and be with him then. And he said, it's better for that for you that I go. Yeah. Why? Because he sends us the Holy Spirit. Mm. And we all have him. Yep. If you're I'm, a believer. I'm literally on the on the <laughs> verge of tears talking about that. Um, just the Holy of Holies. In the th- mm. It has been so on my heart for a couple of weeks now, this throne of grace and and, mm-hmm. and well and and i'll go back to what we that last bit we we talked about holding fast be careful what you hold fast to that's what you hold yeah, fast yeah. to and that's the only thing that's going to sustain you is holding holding fast to the fact that you can approach the throne and that whenever you're in need that's where you're going to find what it is that that yeah. that keeps you going yep all right, I'm going to give you my big thought, and then we're going to end. I'm not even going to ask you for y'all's big thought tonight. <laughs> it's worth it. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. Yep. I mean, it, I promise you this. You hold fast, it'll be worth it in eternity. Yep. Because God makes it worth it. Yep. Absolutely. And I just think that's a, a fitting in to, to this church and, mm-hmm. and what it's all about in every the last three episodes that we've done um, is that. So, y'all good? Good. Yep. You got something you just got to say, though? Mm-hmm. Good. I had the same thing you were going to say, so it's all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Hey, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to love you more than anything on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. To... Make our lives to be living sacrifices as you call us to and to live every day striving to know you better, to love you more, to walk with you closer, and to work as you call us to work. I pray we would just be more of a submittive people to you. And I love you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, my name's Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. Um, my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. And got old Dan Jellybean over there. Yep, yep. Um, Thank you, guys. Hey, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, y'all.